0: Welcome to My Garden, My Life, the podcast that inspires you to grow with your garden. I'm Sarah Layton, founder of Growthfully, and my mission is to inspire and support you to enhance your life and mental health by growing your ownership of that precious space outside your home. When we make space in our lives for ourselves, anything is possible. I want you to feel confident getting your hands in the soil, making the changes you want to your garden, and feeling the joy that comes with taking action out there. Your garden, balcony, window boxes even, can literally change your life. And on that note, if you feel you'd like some personalised guidance and support to make your dreams a reality, check out the different ways you can work with me. Full details are available on my website and via the show notes. So today, my guest is Letitia McClough. She's a writer and journalist, mother and gardener. And in her most recent book, The Five Minute Garden, she shares her approach to keeping her garden cared for in a way that supports and satisfies her in five minute chunks each day. Our conversation was wide ranging. I seem to say that every time. Across the subjects of lockdown parenting, finding time for yourself... She's currently getting up at 5.30am to get things done before the family wakes up. Gardening in five minutes a day and mental health.
1: This morning, after a bit of weeding, I go indoors to order my sweet pea seeds, only to be told by my small boy doing Minecraft in the same room that my typing is annoying. I tell him that if he wants to share early mornings with his mother, then he's going to have to lump it because if mummy doesn't get to do her own stuff in her own space at some point in the day, then mummy won't be happy and healthy and that she won't be able to look after you, okay? I am entirely a gog at homeschoolers. I've been following lots of them on Instagram. Lockdown has helped me realize that I can actually give much more of myself to my children than than I'd ever previously imagined that I can deal with more chaos and breathe through more noise and ignore more mess and magic up more meals and play more bug bingo and talk more about Minecraft and generally just be more mother than I could ever have thought. But none of that means I'm not sitting here waiting for the beginning of term like a hopeless drug addict waiting for a fix.
0: Yeah, kind of says it all, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I really, really felt for mums with children who are children? I have children, but they're oh, they're adults during this time. And ah, oh, that last phrase and none of that means I'm not sitting here waiting for the beginning of term.
1: Well, I, I don't think it's I mean I don't think it's everyone, but I I think it's a lot of us, you know. And I think that uh, some mothers are just much better at, as I said right there, breathing through chaos, and you know, they're better at being mother than others. And I have to say, Sarah, that lockdown has, well, it had me review all my life choices, really. I mean, including the choice I made to have children, because, you know, when I had children, I never could have envisaged losing my village, if you like. And that's what happened. You know, suddenly, one is in a situation where there really is no respite at all. And, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones. You know, I have emotional support. I've got a husband. You know, I've got a wonderful family supporting me. And
0: a nice home, presumably. And a
1: lovely home and a garden and all that lovely stuff. Um, But, you know, I realize how much I rely on the playground in the park. And, you know, um, my mum coming over and, um, you know, a a nanny now and then for a date night. And, you know, Starbucks. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, just, completely. And everybody's on top of each other. Oh, dear, um, And yeah. husband, partners at home instead of being out. Yeah. That's the thing I'm enjoying. Do you know what I'm noticing, though, is that we haven't said who – well, I can say who you are beforehand, but you might, <laughs> <laughs> you might like to just
1: – Introduce you know, myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking. We kind of just went straight into it, didn't we?
1: Well, I'm Letitia McClough, and I am a, a gardener and a writer and a mother – and um, I've written three books about gardening, mostly about gardening when you, you know, with very little time or very little space or knowing very, very little. And my most recent book, which is called The Five Minute Garden, is all about keeping on top of things really in little five minute bursts and it's a sort of invitation really it's a little sort of set of jumping in points um, for where to start when you're like completely overwhelmed by the task at hand which is what happened to me really
0: yes so I was going to say you 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 told me that that's what's happened and what happened and that's how you got started on the five minutes a day so tell us a bit more about that
1: well, I had one child <laughs> and then suddenly I had two more. I don't know where oh, they came from. Yes. They just appeared. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I had actually redone my garden. I'd moved into a, new, uh, a, a real garden. Previously, I'd, I'd only gardened on a balcony moved into my first real garden I'd made it all happen and written a book about it and then I had these two more children and it just tipped the scale I just my garden totally got away from me and so I not only did I have all these children, this garden that had got away from me, I had this sort of added horror that I was this, supposed to be this gardening person, yeah. author, <laughs> who would just written a book. And uh, my garden really was, it was a complete disaster zone. And I just remember just hours of breastfeeding, just looking outside and thinking, when am I going to get out, you know? when am I going to tackle this and I kind of stuck in a kind of um rut of thinking I can I have to do it all in one go and I think that that does happen to a lot of people they set aside an entire weekend or you know a whole week in the summer holidays or whatever it is to to, quote unquote tackle the garden
0: which just sounds terrible and enormous and out of
1: control before you even start doesn't it well yes yes it's like a fight you know really that's a bit like especially with a garden it's a bit like painting the fourth road bridge i mean by the time you've sort of got through one that you you're, you're back at the beginning again because you know things are growing all the time and so i don't know what it was but well i was it was the very fact that i i, I sat down with a piece of paper and a pencil and thought how much time do i actually have to spend in the garden each day because i knew it had to be a daily thing and I I, I time-blocked my entire day, and I was left with five minutes. I'm not joking. I was left with five minutes.
0: And I'm just struck with your ability with three children and presumably one attached to the breast or something to, to sit down with a piece of paper and think, okay, how much time have I actually got?
1: No, 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 no. It, I mean, this the pencil and paper may have happened while I was still breastfeeding a baby, but um, the, the actual action didn't happen until a couple of years after that when when things had you know, there's no way I would ever suggest to a, a, a mother in the thick of new motherhood, even to spend five minutes a day if she doesn't want to. So that, that's just not possible. But um, so, no, eventually I did start, I, start, I thought to myself, I'm going to get out there, rain or shine, no matter what, for five minutes a day. And if I've got time to scroll the internet, and if I've got to all that kind of stuff, not in a sort of self-flagellating way, but I thought, look, I I do actually, I can spare five minutes. And then the question was, you know, well, what do I do in that five minutes? Surely I can't, you know, I can't do most of the things I want to do in five minutes a day. And the funny thing was that it turned out I could. It's just just the same with anything. It's breaking a large task down into smaller little bits. And obviously, a lot of the time, it ends up being more than five minutes, you know, because you end up getting carried away and. You know, and it's terribly enjoyable. I mean, I, maybe I'm weird, but I, I really enjoy very repetitive, mindless things like weeding. And I mean, this morning I, I just was stuffing, my husband cut down um, a dead branch from one of my plum, plum trees, it just died, and he cut it down over the weekend. And I was stuffing bits of that into, I have to take it to the dump, into plastic bags. And it was incredibly meditative. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's satisfying. And I was this morning out there. I did a five minutes. which didn't turn into.
1: Big what ones. did you do?
0: I did cosmos deadheading, rescuing a an, a, a hydrangea. I'm trying to think which one it is. The one with the pinky pinky stems. I bought it at a rare plant fair at the weekend and stuffed oh, it in the, the-
1: oak leafed one. Is it?
0: No, it's not oak leafed. It's got a it's got a triangular flower. Um, no, the leaves are not oak leafy. I can't remember which variety it is a, a persifolia one. Beautiful, but I put it in the pot it's going to go in, in the front garden, planning to plant it properly. Yeah. And of course we've had four days of hot weather, oh so God, I was watering
1: yes. that. Hydrangeas really—they do—they sulk when they haven't had enough. Even a tiny deficit of water will make them just droop.
0: Absolutely, and I'm sort of—I was cross with myself for not just planting it in the because the pot was there with a bit of soil from the last thing that was in it. Yes, and and I just was tired. I'd run out of energy, and I didn't do it. Yeah, but I didn't do it the next day either. And anyway, so yeah, so heading that hydrangea. Dead-headed my echinacea, that was satisfying, and, and took over off a load of the seed heads of, um, what's it called, frosted curls, where they've gone so big and bushy that now I, they're sort of covering the echinacea flowers. So oh. I dead and removed some of those, and now my echinacea, I, and I found lots of little baby flowers at the bottom.
1: So um, lovely.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I did do more than five minutes. I probably did 20
1: yeah but i think you know it, it there's so much more to be achieved or if you're into achievement you might not be but there's so much more to be enjoyed in a daily exploit rather than sort of, i don't know taking an entire weekend and sweating it out over an entire weekend i do feel i'm not saying i'm not not knocking that i think it's wonderful what people can achieve when they have lots of time but i do think that you become friends with your garden in a very particular way when you're out there every day for a small amount of time
0: and that was what I was going to see it say it's it's amazing how much when we garden regularly and I don't do five minutes a day I'm more sporadic than that but when I garden regularly which I do I'm noticing and I'm saying hello to my plants and I'm seeing what's happening and I'm making note of what I need to do and And I'm sitting here actually talking to you, looking out of my studio window, and I'm noticing a couple of yellow leaves. (laughs) (laughs) I mean Circis, canadensis, really beautiful.
1: But it's looking like it might need some water too. Yeah. I mean it has been so warm and dry, hasn't it? Yes, yes. And people forget that. They think, Oh, it's autumn. I don't need to water my pots anymore.
0: (laughs) This one's actually in the ground. Um and a stream, but it still looks like it needs watering it's only been in sort of went four, four months or something it went in during so at the end of lockdown I went to a nursery and I found it so that was
1: when I put it in I do think that there are some plants that just I mean like the hydrangeas aforementioned hydrangeas they just always will need a bit of help that unless you live in a really wet area <laughs> they're just always going to need a bit of help in the summer and you know I factor that in to my
0: to your planning so do you have lists do you, you you go out and you decide what you're
1: going to do today no I have I have no plans uh, what I do do though is I I have a an approach so I which I've blogged about it's called the five minute garden approach and so when when I'm completely out of idea and I just don't know where to start I I use that as my kind of backup and so on Mondays Mondays is always a day just for sweeping, tidying general sprucing tuesdays is for anything that needs chopping and and it goes on like that so um it's a kind of thematic approach um and it it takes away the the deciding which i I can't bear using my brain for anything i'm terrible at it so (laughs) i love things where i don't have to think and i can sort of get into this kind of mindless state um and so uh, yes i created that for myself um it's and i do often use that and the other thing i use is um this idea of just wherever my eyes fall first that you know i I will, whatever I see first that needs doing, that's where I go immediately. So it's that idea of starting at your back door or your front door, wherever it's your garden. And that helps me enormously. So it's just, it's that thing of just going, because I don't know about you, but I can spend hours in my garden, just standing in the middle of it, just looking. (laughs) (laughs) With my hands on my hips. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoying. I think it's more than just
0: looking. I feel as though, oh, well, it's that, it's that mental health well-being thing, isn't it? It's the, it's the observing and the list. Well, for me, it's listening and looking and feeling and grounding.
1: And yeah, just... no, I was thinking more about deciding what to do in the garden. It, you can spend a lot of time thinking, oh, what shall I do first kind of thing? And it's nice to have a, a slight formula, I think yes yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. yes, i do that more with structural changes because i'm you know my history as a designer i'm very much wanting to get the structure of the garden working really well for it. i have a new garden we've been here coming up to five years and it's big compared to anything i've had before it's that sort of medium-sized garden which are actually quite difficult to design the small ones are much much easier to design and it's got a big it's got a vista which is just gorgeous because it looks at like a piece of common land and a stream but my husband
1: oh, it up
0: it is wonderful it is but it it's it's challenging me because i'm well it's on my drawing board and i'm i'm working my <laughs> way through it
1: are you doing it are you doing it bit by bit or are you going to sort of bring landscapers in and
0: no so i'm planning it all as one you know so that i have a plan and i know where we're going and then i will be doing bit by bit and we probably won't bring landscapers in. I've got a really, really good guy who helps me in the garden sometimes and he's good at doing stuff. So we, we, the main thing we need to do is move a path, which I knew was in the wrong place when we arrived because when you walk back towards the house, it points at the vent
1: in the back of the <laughs> room,
0: Oh which dear. it. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to point at the vent? And of course now I've camouflaged it and I've But it's still, it's so obviously off to my app. Yeah. It needs moving. But we would like to do it a bit of an extension and we don't want to move it until we know where that, you know, there's always knock on things, aren't there?
1: Oh, God, yes. Piles and piles of knock on things, yeah.
0: I want to go back to your word chopping.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, chopping, yeah.
0: Because that word chop just has energy in it, doesn't it? it? I find chopping a really... Useful exercise in expending, possibly annoyed, (laughs) frustrated.
1: Yes, it it does. I mean, yes, it's a very, it's a very nice way to sort of get any frustrations out. But it's also, I keep coming back to this, but it's also very meditative. Just you know, just pruning, just you know, doing that, taking out dead, disease, or dying wood. You know, all that sort of stuff, and then, or, or or taking out some of the lower branches of, of, of a shrub, or whatever it is that you want to do, or shaping topiary. It's less, for me, about getting rid of frustration. It's more about, is incredibly satisfying to, yeah. <laughs> to make something tidy. <laughs> more about tidiness.
0: <laughs> yes, and that's, I know what you mean about the meditative quality of the, the repetitive task. Mm. And
1: the,
0: I think that's one of the things which I like about having a bit longer to garden, is that I can then take the luxury of starting here and then noticing that that needs
1: doing. And, yeah. oh, that needs doing. and Yes. I mean, that that really is a luxury, isn't it? And it to is. be able to do that. And I think that, I mean, that's it's something I look forward to when I have a bit more time.
0: So how old are your children?
1: They're seven and five and 11. So they are, you know, the two smaller ones are in school uh, and they get, the, with, well, with coronavirus now, they're getting picked up at 2.45 in the well, afternoon. Not a short day, isn't it? Which is like, I mean, it actually is only half an hour shorter than... Than, you know when you when you really take it down to brass tacks it's just the mental yeah it, it's it's the mental thing of having to be somewhere in in the twos rather than in the threes
0: absolutely it's a front really yes
1: <laughs> it's hideous. and it's like going back to nursery again and if I'm gonna get, get so really at the moment I am I'm actually doing I don't know if you've heard about it. I'm doing a sort of miracle morning type assault on my life. And I'm trying to get up uh, to get some things done before breakfast. and that's-
0: Well, I did notice you were going on the treadmill in the dark.
1: Not the treadmill, the bike. Yeah, wow. I've got this bike in my shed.
0: And that you're going to be getting a head torch and I did think oh gosh I wonder what time I haven't read about the I missed that the miracle yeah,
1: I well it's not I didn't write about it but um there, there is this sort of concept called the miracle morning where you get where you get up before anyone else does and I I've always loved that idea but I'd also like to be nice and cozy in the morning in bed so
0: <laughs> So what time are you getting up?
1: Well I'm pushing it towards you know 5:15 Ooh, but but I but at the moment it's sort of sitting around five thirty 30 quarter to 6 which is totally early. manageable because I'm an early bird anyway I, you right. know I'm up and in fact my son is up that's why you know the bit I read to you about the Minecraft he yes. gets down um, here at about 6 a.m and uh-huh. does at least an hour of Minecraft before breakfast <laughs>
0: so, so actually, he's he can be an inspiration
1: well he's isn't it just I mean <laughs> honestly um you know, he's, he and I are, are the early birds. and But the problem is that the rest of my family are complete night owls and they're bashing around until sort of 2 in the morning, mm. you know, keeping everyone awake. So it's not very easy. If you're a 7-year-old boy, you can sleep through all of that. But if you're a menopausal woman, <laughs> God help you.
0: I was, I was thinking about that because I'm actually – I did one of those tests that tell you whether you're a lark or an owl and I'm, I'm in the middle. Are which you? actually, it's not really very helpful. It means I can go either way. Right. But what I find is that if I go to the owl, which is my more natural approach, I prefer, you know, I if I follow my instincts, I stay up late and get up late. Right. But I get nothing done.
1: Why? Because if you stay up late, you can't do, do anything useful. Or you just don't want to. You're too tired. No,
0: I just want to sit on the sofa and watch telly. Ah.
1: Yeah,
0: no, I'm, well, in the... That's not true, actually. In the late night, you know, when it's like late, mm. I'm out of the garden and I can be there till 9, 9.30. Yeah. But once it gets a bit darker, no, I just... So I have to get myself into bed yeah. by Thirty, if I want to be up at a decent time in the morning.
1: It's annoying, isn't it? But <laughs> you do have to sacrifice these things for, for, you know, the joy it brings me to have slayed my to-do list before breakfast is just... Just worth so much more than telly.
0: (laughs) You're inspiring me. Really inspiring. So, what time do you go to bed?
1: I'm usually in bed by nine. (gasps) Yeah. Are you sleepy? No, I'm not at all. But I I get into my bed and then of course then Sarah, I read the internet. And, uh, and I know. and I practice my Spanish. I'm obsessed with Duolingo at the moment. I practice my Spanish. But I am it but I am actually in bed in my nineties. Yes. <laughs> and that helps. That's a yeah.
0: message. I'm yeah. gonna go to sleep sometime soon.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I have that getting into bed. How did we get here? We're meant to be talking about gardens. I
1: don't know. <laughs> because that- because then you see then you can get up at five. Thirty exactly. and put on no, your no. head torch and go out and do some weeding. I'm, <laughs> Listen, I'm not making myself very relatable, am I, Sarah? Well, I don't know. I think you're very relatable.
0: I'm not sure I'm relating to that bit, <laughs> <laughs> but inspirational. I have read about this Miracle Mornings thing.
1: I haven't actually read the book. I've just heard about it and I I picked it up.
0: Yeah, I think there's a guy on Instagram, or oh, I must have picked it up somewhere. I haven't read the book either, but I. Is it the one where you put a, a big glass of water in your room and you... yeah? I
1: think so. I I don't do that. Otherwise, you know, I just spend the morning on the loo. But I don't find it difficult to do the waking up bit. I just it's hauling myself out of bed. But once once I'm out there and when I've and I've got a bit warm, done a bit of exercise, then it's just lovely. It's really nice because then you get your garden to yourself, and I can listen to my America american U- i'm obsessed with the u.s elections <laughs> oh, okay. and um and so i listen to that podcast about the U- u.s elections and true crime of course and i can listen to them without headphones which is really nice in my garden and and the the lovely thing about listening to podcasts without headphones in a garden is that you can also listen to the garden yeah. i think that's so important so all the froggies I've got so many frogs in my garden at the moment um and, you know, I love that my favourite thing is just listening to them jump and move around while I'm moving around. And we have a little dance that we do. <laughs> they jump ahead of you. Yes, they jump ahead of me.
0: Oh, that sounds lovely.
1: It was very I'm nice.
0: Not, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm inspired. I don't, did you just go from a sort of normal? inverted commas, wake up time to a five something. No,
1: time. I've always, like I said, I've always been an early bird, but over lockdown things, you know, I'm not going to lie. Things got quite out of hand and that, well, as I said, it's the lack of information and, you know, of there being an end date. But no, I think, you know, then, and there was a, there was quite a lot of wine and television and it's just getting later and later and, you it it got at the beginning that was very necessary and very wonderful, and you know, it I needed it. But then it started getting to the point where it just wasn't serving me at all, Um and I was just waking in the middle of the night, thinking, "Oh my god, <laughs> uh, I can't do, it, I can't do this anymore." Do and, you sleep
0: better now. You're waking up early. Yeah,
1: sleep- yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Not waking in the night anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it really makes a difference, doesn't it, what we do during the day to how we sleep at night?
1: It does a bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking about where I'd like to take our conversation now. Um, I'll go back to this, to reflecting on on this idea of being able to, what did you actually say? You, had, you can give more of yourself to your children than you'd previously imagined, deal with more chaos, breathe through more noise.
1: Ignoring
0: yeah magic up more meals,
1: oh God, yeah, I mean, well, I think i yes the this whole lockdown experience has taught me that I have a lot more in me than I had thought, and i think um well that is a is a wonderful thing to discover it it it's also an illustration of of being pushed to one's absolute limits and um you know they just just take the meal, making the meals for example you know you go from just you know having to deal with think about supper because frankly let's face it i mean do any of us stay-at-home mums sit down to a proper lunch no we don't we have a marmite sandwich don't we <laughs> and we get on with our day <laughs> no uh, yes having having to produce Three meals and three snacks, or two snacks, or whatever, and and a husband coming around sort of foraging for food in the middle of the day with his headphones on. And it's absolutely absurd. I mean, uh, no, absolutely not. Never doing that again. Never want to do that again. And I just do think, um, well, I take my hat off to homeschoolers. Is all I can say. Oh my
0: god! I well, I've always been, I've always been amazed at people can who can homeschool. I've it's always extraordinary. Been no idea how they do that.
1: Well, I I think it takes a particular type of person, you know. And I just think, yeah, I I wish I was like that. I really, really, truly, I do. I truly wish I was like that. I truly wish I sort of garnered energy and light and happiness just from being in kiddie mess. Yeah, uh,
0: being someone who looks after and cares and serves and is. is-
1: well it's more about chaos really it's more about about being happy for me about being happy not to have control and I found that you know in lockdown that it, it got so it got to be so much that you know that I and I wasn't able to do anything uh for myself or have any kind of respite or any kind of um quiet to myself yeah. that I would just sit there and and sh- I was able to shut it all out. I would just sit there and do the do the Spanish, <laughs> and let them play. Um, and so that was a great eye opener. You know that I can actually do that. You know, but I but what, but I doesn't mean I want to.
0: <laughs> and were you able to be? I'm, I'm 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 really interested in in knowing were you able to be okay, happy, well.
1: No. Right. Absolutely right. not. No. Yeah absolutely not it bro- it broke me i'm not uh, i'm not i'm not going to make any bones about it and i'm still trying to re- recover i don't know how, how else to explain it yeah no no it's been it's been really uh, incredibly tough and uh, again, and for me to say that again i come back to the fact i am i'm one of the lucky ones i'm privileged you know mm, absolutely i've got so much yeah. i cannot imagine how this must have been for—I mean, I was listening to a podcast the other day about um, some some of the things that you know women have had to put up with do- domestic violence-wise—and it Absolutely. is just terrifying. So,
0: yeah, with with in relationships where they were already struggling.
1: Yeah,
0: and to be stuck together.
1: Yeah, just there was to- this terrifying. Um, interview with a woman who basically said that the lockdown was announced. Um, by the government, and he turned around to her, rubbed his hands with glee, and said, "Let the games begin." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how dark is that? I mean, how, how absolutely heartbreaking!
0: Yeah, heartbreaking, and just well, it hurts. It hurts to think about a situation like that. Yeah.
1: So, so there's so added to the, you know, the, the fact that I did not cope is this really quite heavy layer of guilt as well because quite frankly I have a no right to, to find this difficult whatsoever and I think that there's a you know there, there's a real issue there as well in terms of, sort of getting past it you know past the guilt feeling you mean yeah yeah
0: I'm,
1: you know I have quite strong
0: feelings about this because I think we do we do have this message in society that there are and obviously there are, the reality is there are situations that are worse and that people live with more awfulness than perhaps other people can imagine. And yet I think we experience, experience our own difficulties as our own difficulties. And, and the example I'll give of this is that when I was young, I'm Jewish, my father would say, oh, you know what, you're just, you didn't die in the Holocaust. <laughs> okay. How can you possibly have a clue about what suffering is and what's difficult? And I think it's a very, very unhelpful message.
1: Mm. Yes, that, that possibly is a bit unhelpful.
0: Well, it is, but it's a
1: but it's a degree
0: of <laughs> yeah. the same thing in a way, which is who am I to have these feelings and to be struggling like this when other people are so much less fortunate than me? And I it's an amb- uh, it's
1: an and and, isn't this? I think it's yeah, it is, and it's something. I mean, we are we are all. I am learning every second that this keeps, because this is not over. We are not out of the woods. No. <laughs> like this is not over. You know, I'm just. I I've now embraced it as the biggest learning experience of my life, yeah. and um, and for all of us, for all of us. I mean, we've got to get something great out of this and i'm i tell you what the amount of people who have started growing things is phenomenal isn't it just and the interest in in gardening and plants and you know learning about how to nurture plants is is fantastic
0: and the whole gardening thing can be a great leveler i'm i'm sort of aware as i say that that there are many many people who don't have access to anywhere to grow things but you know, a cactus or a houseplant or a something that grows and is tendable and noticeable and
1: Yeah. I would agree with you there. I do think that it's it's um it only takes, yeah, just one succulent and, and you're doing it. I absolutely agree. It's just been wonderful to witness the uh, the the interest explosion.
0: And I was thinking about how you know that.
1: well, you know at the beginning of lockdown um i was I was incredibly busy with journalism. You know there was this enormous amount of interest in gardening during lockdown and what to do with the kids and that sort of thing. I, in fact, I wrote more at the beginning of lockdown than I had in the whole of the previous year, I think you right. know. um and uh, you know if so if that's any any gauge, then you know every single newspaper was was full of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because people, and I think uh, judging by the amount of um, inquiries and DMs and emails that I had through my social media channels, again, you know, every, every day, people saying, you know, I'm totally new to this, where should I start? You know, what should I do? Um, you know, I'm stuck at home. Um, you know, I've got a windowsill, what should I plant? That kind of thing is... Is, and then as soon as the nurseries were allowed to open again I think they recorded a huge uptick in business so you, you know and I do think that there's something there you know because if if a percentage of those people go on to um, become gardeners or interested more interested than the average person in gardening then then that's a good thing um so there are silver linings people having a bit more time to to think about things other than other than the usual, you know, yeah. people being at home, looking outside, thinking, gosh, well, maybe we, sh- we can use this time to do something about the garden, that kind maybe. of thing.
0: And I really enjoyed all the films that were shown on Gardener's World. Oh, so good, yeah. Weren't they great? So all good. Young, young children, you know, to, so diverse and so many different types of gardening and interests and ways of doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, long may it last, and I think it's a. It was it was a lovely, you know, all this filming at home that got done, just you know, self filmed stuff. Yeah, I mean, long may it last. It's fantastic.
0: Confidence boosting, <laughs> good for the self worth. Just yes, fantastic. How did you get into gardening? Well, I like
1: well, <laughs> I I was a very non gardening type person, indeed. I was sort of London. I was a secretary, <laughs> party girl. And, uh, and then one Christmas, I or oh, it was after Christmas, I was feeling pretty low, actually. And I think someone had just dumped me. And I thought, right, I've got to sort of get out of this stupor of, of, of sadness. And I thought, I'm going to just going to tidy that cupboard over there. And in the cupboard, I found a Christmas stocking old one two years back that I hadn't even bothered. I mean, what a spoilt person. I hadn't even bothered to finish opening it. And in the bottom, there was this packet of sweet pea seeds and a moldy tangerine. <laughs> and um, and I thought, I sort of made a kind of bet with myself, you know, oh, you know, well, if I if I try and grow these seeds, if they grow, then, it, then, then everything's going to be okay. And then if they don't, then, it, you know, I might as well just, you know, give up kind of things. Stupid stuff like that. So I went outside and I filled a mug with no drainage holes with some horrible London compost, probably full of cat poo. Really good start. <laughs> really good start. And then I um, I put the seeds in and then I put water in and I filled it with so much water that I had, I remember having to put my fingers over the top and sort of tip the... So let it out again. <laughs> yeah, To let it out again, thinking, yeah. God, this is never going to work. And you know what? I mean to be fair, they never grew into I never got flowers, but they did sprout, and that was all that it took. Yeah. Because I saw these things sprouting in spite of the fact that I'd done nothing to help them along, you know, and I sort of felt quite nasty towards them. And I thought, well, you know, this is really interesting. I just don't understand how how this how this is going because I I never learned about it in school. I must have missed that section of biology. <laughs> so um so I thought okay this is this is fascinating and I enrolled in a um practical horticulture course.
0: Wow, you went from growing those seeds yeah. to taking in a course. Yeah.
1: I it? mean, let's face it, Sarah, I didn't have a lot of like direction in my life. So you know, I was I was ripe for a sort of epiphany. <laughs> I was ready for it. But it just opened so many doors for me. It just completely opened my mind. And I absolutely loved it. And you know when you start doing something you absolutely adore, it just comes easily to you.
0: Absolutely. Definitely.
1: And um, it was a very unexpected thing. I didn't expect it. I thought, oh, you know, my interest in this is going to dry up. And it never did. Never did.
0: It's so fascinating, isn't it? And I just love the stories of how people get into gardening. And, and my own story was, was a mistake. Right. <laughs> I, I was asked by a friend. I had a one-year-old. And I was a stay-at-home mum with a real difficulty being a stay-at-home mum. I just, it didn't suit me at all. And it wasn't worth going back to work because the childcare would cost more than the work I, you know. So, and a friend said to me, would you like to do a course? It's a day a week. We'd have to find someone to look after the babies because she had a one-year-old as well. And I said yes without even asking what the course was.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: I do one know, because the idea of leaving the baby bag at home yeah. and having some time being me again. And um, it turned out to be the first, it was a city and guilds general horticulture. And I was hooked. She, I went on for four years and did design and planting design and whatever. She left after the second year because she didn't like the pens.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. I love her. You know, pens are very important. I'm with her,
0: 100%. (laughs) I (laughs) happen to have an auntie thing I like drawing and i you know but it's it's it, it just it opened my eyes to something I had a, I had witnessed my dad was a gardener but he wasn't an inclusive gardener he gardened because he liked to garden and I think it, it was it was his space rather than something he taught us or showed us or
1: and do you know what I don't think that's a bad thing no, because not at all. it meant that you had to put some effort in to You know, you weren't a. You weren't you weren't bullied into doing it. He he didn't make you do it, and B. You actually you 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 found it for yourself. It became your thing. It's not just your dad's thing. I do because and I think about this a lot because I hate gardening with my kids. I hate feeling like I have to include them, which might sound horrible, but it is. It's very much you know. It's my space for myself. Those five minutes and they are important to me and you know, there is nothing worse in my world than a small child coming up saying, can I help you? <laughs> I know it's sweet of them, but I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want
0: it. <laughs> when, I, when I was doing my research, I found your blog post about jobs to get, you know, things to do with your children once you've run out of planting, yeah. once you've sown, there is. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that idea of getting them mowing and getting them, you know, Practical, useful stuff. Remembering that you'd loved that as a child, being an, you know, wanted to be an adult and have oh, a job. Yes. That was
1: a, That was a real high point of lockdown, Sarah. It was, was having the time to sort of sit with the kind of discomfort of of getting a small child onto a manger you know with a mowing machine and you know like it's a bit scary and you making sure they're safe and all that kind of thing it it, it takes a lot of supervision so but you know i had the time to do it and i'm so happy that we did it because this sense of achievement for them and the fact that they now have a skill that they can do
0: and they'll have a memory of doing it
1: absolutely absolutely i mean it's pr- it's priceless so yeah lockdown ha- did give me that those one you know and we didn't just do in the garden we we learned how to clean loose and wipe down surfaces and windows also hoovering lots of hoovering happened lots of good
0: <laughs> and helpful skills Yes. <laughs> and i'm just noticing we've been going quite a long time and i think we could chat for hours yeah we could so we probably ought to stop for now um yeah, so thank you, Letitia. It's
1: been really lovely talking with you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy to chat with you, sir. Thank you. Wasn't
0: that a lovely conversation? I do hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Letitia's most recent book is called The Five Minute Garden. And if you'd like to buy it, do please consider buying it from your local bookshop or at bookshop.org, which supports local bookshops rather than from the American giant that pays no tax. The show notes, where I'll share details of everything we mentioned in today's conversation, are at www.growthfully.co.uk. And you can find both Letitia and me on Instagram. Letitia is at Letitia McClouf, and I'm at Growthfully. And if you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, I'd really be delighted. I do a happy dance every time I read one.